0: a new series of messages. What does Jesus say about? And uh, we're gonna, today our focus is going to be on what does Jesus say about worry. And obviously as we live in this world, as we're just people, one of the things that we are very susceptible to do is to worry because there's just a lot of stuff that happens in life and it, it is absolutely out of our control so many times. Now, the reason why we are taking a look at what does Jesus say about, and in particular today, what does he say about worry, is for a very particular reason. And, and the reason why is because as we live, uh, one thing that, that I've discovered is that everybody has an opinion. Have you have all noticed that before? Um, everybody's got an opinion. There are some of you who have opinions like where you think that, uh, that Clemson is be- better than Carolina, and then, and then vice versa. And then there are people who believe that, that Democrats are better than Republicans, and vice versa. And so there's a lot of different stuff we can talk about. We can talk about uh, your opinion and my opinion, but as I am getting older, I, think I'm be- I don't know if it's because I'm becoming more of a curmudgeon or what. Uh, the fact is, I'm getting to a place now, I really don't care what your opinion is and what my opinion is. And, and here's what I'm really hoping to get to. I'm hoping to get to a place where I say, you know, it's not your opinion or my opinion matters. It's what does Jesus have to say? You know, what does Jesus say about this particular issue? About what is right and about what is wrong? And so over the next several weeks, as we go through this series of messages, we're going to take a look and see, see what Jesus has to say about worry. What Jesus has to say about sex outside of marriage, what does Jesus have to say about divorce, and and a lot of other stuff. Now, we all have opinions in all of these subjects, and my guess is that most of our opinions are are going to vary from one person to another. And so that's why we're not going to talk about your opinion or my opinion. What we're going to do, hopefully, is take a look and see what Jesus has to say. And so we're starting off with worry. What does Jesus have to say about worry? Now, for some of you, if you see worry as something that you really don't struggle with. or I know some of you guys, you're really laid back and you're just sort of like a roll with the punches kind of guy and I'm jealous of you uh, because I, I worry often. I have a, a tendency to be a worst case scenario guy. I mean, I get a cold and I'm wondering how many weeks will it be until it turns into the Ebola virus and so I just, I have worry. Now, now, some of us, we, we look at worry as it's sort of like it's like a badge of honor. Have you ever met people like that? You know, I just worry all the time, and we kind of brag about that. But whenever I look in Scripture, that, that is not something to brag about. And the reason why is if we are a follower of Jesus, and yet we are people who are consumed with worry, then what it means is that we are placing our hope and our attention in the wrong place. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to step back and see what does Jesus have to say about worry. And a lot of times we worry because we forget the promises that God gives us in the Bible. Let me remind you of a few of the promises that God gives us in Scripture. John 3.16, for those of you who have grown up in the church and you're Bible scholars, what is the, one of the big things that Jesus promises in John 3.16? Eternal life. Romans 8, all things work together for good. We are told in Philippians 4 that God is going to supply all of our needs. Now those are some hefty promises there. And whenever you look at the promises God gives, eternal life, there's forgiveness. Uh, He will supply all of our needs. Guys, when it comes down to it, there is no need to worry. In the big picture, there is no need to worry. And so we're going to look today in Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 25. And so if you have your Bible and uh, you want to turn there, go ahead and do that. And as you turn there, this is what's interesting to me. Even though this is an ancient text, the people that were being written to here were just like you and me. They were a people that were consumed with worry. They were people that were trying to do whatever they could in order to hang on to this life. With all that they had. And so that's why Jesus had to tell them, even in this chapter, he had to tell them, listen, when you do that, when you put all of your eggs in this basket of life, he said that's very short-sighted. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 19-21, he said, Don't collect for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but collect for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves don't break in in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So what's wrong with worrying? You know, more importantly, what what does Jesus have to say about worry? Not what do you say, not what do I say, but what does Jesus say about worry? We're going to look at just a few brief things here about what he says. First, Jesus demonstrates to us in this text that worry is unfaithful. Because of our master. Worry is is unfaithful of us because of who our master is. And if you look in verse number 25, it's what Jesus said. Jesus said, this is why I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Now as you look into that text, Jesus names He's very broad in telling us what we are not to worry about. Look back in verse number 25 again. What does Jesus say that we are not to worry about in verse number 25? What does he start off with? Don't worry about your life. Well, that's, that's rather broad, isn't it? Now, don't worry about your life. He says, don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink or about your body or what you're going to wear. Now, why is that? It's because of who our master is. And if you're a follower of Jesus, your master is God. And God is eternal. And whenever we worry about the things of this world, the things of this world are temporary. The things of this world aren't lasting. And so when your hope is in this world, you're going to be disappointed. And so Jesus said, don't worry about the stuff here. He said, God is the one who's going to take care of you. And whenever God is with you, then there's nothing to fear. Whenever I was in, in college, I would, I would come home, and this is a long time ago. And one thing I like to do is I used to like to play basketball. I would die if I played now. But there's one guy that I would, I would come to the gym and I would, I would play on his team. We had known each other since high school. He, he played for Carolina. He went on to play in the NBA for like 12 years. Now, when we would play, uh, we would go down to the YMCA downtown. And we'd just play pickup games. And I was always confident when we played in these games. Now it wasn't because of me, it was because of who was on my team. Now I I promise you, I never went down there playing that game with a future NBA player worried that we might lose to what at the time what I thought were a bunch of middle-aged hacks. People like me now. And so I never had any fear about it. And the reason why is because the guy I was playing with was unbelievable. He was a great player. Now guys, in a similar sense, we have God as our master. We have God who stands in our corner. And so there is no reason for us to be dominated by worry and fear when we have Jesus who's playing on our team. When he is the one who's given us all these promises. You see, worry, the things that we worry about, they are never going to be able to dominate and overcome our God. Because God stands... About the things of this world. But they can come to a place where they dominate our minds. You know, worry can be something that absolutely cripples us. But then I look and see what Jesus has to say about worry. Jesus says, don't worry about your lives and all the stuff that comes with it. Don't worry about provisions, clothing, and health. You see, regardless of what's going on, we are called to relax in God. Paul wrote about this. He wrote in Philippians 4, 11-13. He said, I've learned to be content in whatever circumstances I'm in. He said, I know both how to have a little, I know how to have a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content. Whether well-fed or hungry. Whether in abundance or need, I'm able to do all things through Him who strengthens me. Wouldn't you like that to be true in your life? That I've learned how to be content whether... I have a little or whether I have a lot, because I know that God is with me. There's a story I think that can help explain this. In the early days of aviation, there's a guy that's trying to fly around the world. He was in a plane, he heard some gnawing in the plane. Now back in those days, if a rat got in your plane, he could chew through a cable and cause your plane to go down. (laughs) He was worried about it because he was two hours from the nearest airport, and so He continued to fly, and he didn't know what to do. And finally, he said, you know what? Rats were made for the ground. They weren't made for heights. And so he began to climb. He climbed to 10,000 feet, 15,000 feet. When he got to 20,000 feet, he said the gnawing stopped. Two hours later, he was able to land the plane. He said, I got, opened up the, he got under the hood of the plane, looked in there, he found a rat. It was dead. It was made for the ground, couldn't survive in the heights. Guys, that is what worry is. Worry is a rodent in your life. But remember this, worry was made for here. And whenever you have worries in your life, the best thing that you can do is take them into the heights of where our God is and offer up your worries to God in prayer and God can squelch and squash the worries you have in your life. Because he will remind you He is bigger than anything you'll ever face. Now, what does Jesus have to say about worry? Well, he demonstrates worry is unfaithful because of our master. But Jesus also demonstrates worry, it is unnecessary. For us, worry is unnecessary because of our Father. If you look in verse number 26, it says, Look at the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add a single cubit to his height? by worrying and why do you worry about clothes learn how the wild flowers of the field grow they don't labor or spin thread. yet i tell you that not even solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these if that's how god clothes the grass of the of the field which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow won't he do much more for you you of little faith you know every once in a while you'll hear somebody say oh man j- to be a kid again wouldn't that be great now, what, what is one of the attractive things about about being a kid? You know, one one of the, one of the great things about being a kid, at least for for mo- I would say probably for a lot of our experiences, I know not everybody, but for a lot of us, is it's sort of like a, a worry free life when you're a kid. Uh, my experience as a child, I, I as a kid, I never worried about the mortgage. You know, as a kid, I never worried about car payments. As a kid, you know, I never wondered where my next meal was going to come from. And the reason why is because I I was blessed. I was able to live in a family and have a father that was able to provide all those things for me. Well, in a a very similar sense, Jesus is promoting the same idea here. He's letting us know that when we trust in Jesus, that Jesus will provide you, he can provide you with like worry-free living. In Matthew eleven twenty eight through thirty, Jesus said, "Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. All of you, take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light." Jesus has already taken care of the great debt that hangs over all of our heads, which is sin. He has an eternal dwelling place. Prepared for those of us who follow him. Now, if we if we truly live in, in that, and we apply that knowledge to our lives, then we're going to be able to live with joy instead of living a life that is dominated by fear. Now, you might think, well, that sounds nice, but is that really possible? I mean, like in the real world, can that can that really happen? Well, in verse number twenty six, Jesus gives an example of how it's possible. And what he does, in verse 26, he talks about the birds, the birds of the sky. You know, the the, um, scientists say there's anywhere from 200 to 400 billion birds in the world today. And yet what's interesting is there's so many birds, and yet they don't worry about their, there's there's not like a bird that wakes up one morning and goes, man, I I wonder how we're going to make it today. You know, I wonder how I'm going to take care of my family. You know, do I have enough saved up for retirement? You know, birds don't do that. They have bird brains. You know, so what do birds do? They get up in the morning, and they go out, and they get what they need. Now, who provides that for them? Well, God does. Now, if God provides like that for the birds, you think God's going to provide like that for people? Absolutely. Now, you might say, well, I look at the world today, and I said there's people that are starving. Where's God in all of that? Why hasn't God provided? You know, here's what's interesting to me. I mean, that's a good question, but here's what's interesting to me. Scientists have said that, that we, could feed, we can feed the entire world three meals a day with only 10% of the arable land that we have. God has provided. It's just that we as people have sort of screwed everything up. Uh, there, there are those of us who worry, and we worry about, you know, how long am I going to live? Just uh, two weeks ago, I was reading the paper in the, the president of Google Ventures has said that his goal is to never die. You're not going to reach that one. But that's his goal. And he says, with all of science and technology, he says, I believe that we can extend man's lifespan out to 500 years. Now, I'm not saying I'm, like, against that. But, you know, if if you're a person who's not a follower of God, let me tell you something, I really get that. You're thinking, this is all I got. This is the only life that I have. And so i got to do everything I can to hang on to it. But did you know that those of us who are believers, we don't have to worry about that. You know why? We don't have have to worry about that because Jesus has had victory over death. Listen to what Hosea 13, 14 says. It says, I will ransom them from the power of Sheol. I will redeem them from death. Death, where are your barbs? Sheol, where is your sting? 1 Corinthians 15 55-57 55-57 says something very similar. It says, Death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? Now the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now Jesus is telling us here that death for a follower of God does not have the final say over our lives. Now if that is true, and I believe that it is, if that is true... Should that change the way you live? You better believe it. Guys, if we really claim and hold on to that God provides life forever for his people, you know what that means? We can relax. We can live with joy. We don't have to live in fear. We can live in joy knowing that death does not have the last word. And we can live with confidence. Uh, there's a, a family, back in 1985, they went to adopt a girl in Haiti. Now our church goes to Haiti every year, and so we're, many of us are very familiar with what, what it's like down there. And, and a l- little girl, her parents had been killed in a car wreck, and you know, they just, they just live from moment to moment. And this family from Arizona went down there, they picked her up, they got on the flight, and the little girl flew back with them to Arizona. And when they got home that night, they had dinner. They sat down, the, the, that family had two teenage boys, and so they sat down to dinner. The mother had made pork chops, vegetables, mashed potatoes, I mean, everything. That little girl was stunned about all the food on the table. But she became frightened when she watched the two teenage boys eat. And if you've watched two teenage boys eat, it is frightening. I've, I, I have a couple of boys. And she was, the girl was amazed at how much food they were consuming, and she began to get scared. Here's why. Because she lived from one meal to the next. And she didn't know if there was going to be enough food for tomorrow. The mother noticed it. And so she walked over to the little girl. The little girl explained that she was scared she wasn't going to have anything to eat tomorrow. And so the mother picked her up. And she walked over to the refrigerator. And she opened it up. And it was full of food. She walked over to the pantry. She opened it up. It was full of food. It was then that little girl began to relax. Because she said, there will be enough for me to eat Tomorrow. Now, guys, that, that is what Jesus is telling us. Jesus tells us about worry because he's telling us the refrigerator's full. Don't, don't be scared. If you trust in me, I will take care of you. Now, now what does Jesus say about worry? He says it's unfaithful because of our master. He says it's unnecessary because of our father. And then this is the last thing. Here's what he says about worry. He says it's unreasonable. Worry is unreasonable to us because of our faith. Last few verses here, verse 31. Jesus said, don't worry, saying what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For the idolaters eagerly seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But, that's what Jesus says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. You know, so many people live in a constant state of anxiety, and I get it. I mean, you can't watch the news and just... How many of you watch the news now and go, Man, I just feel so much more relaxed. You know, I watch the news, and I'm angry. I mean, I've decided to quit watching it. And you see all the turmoil that's going on in the world, and you see all the junk that's happening. It's easy to live in anxiety, and yet Jesus tells us something that is antithetical to our nature. Here's what Jesus says. Jesus says, Don't worry. Don't do it. Don't worry. Philippians 4, 6. It says, be anxious for nothing. That sounds good, doesn't it? You know, I'm worrying right now. What should I do? Don't do it. Well, I mean, you think, well, how do you do that? Now, is that pie in the sky thinking? I mean, is that even possible? Seems unrealistic, but is it? Well, it's interesting. Jesus is telling us that it's actually unreasonable for his followers to worry. Why? Why? Jesus said, "If, if I, Jesus told us in Matthew 28, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus said, or Paul said in Romans 8, 31, he said, if God be for us, then who can be against us? In other words, the, the biggest, toughest, strongest power there is, is in our corner. is on our side. Therefore, don't worry. You know, if you are growing up, there might be some of you... Who uh, maybe had somebody who always picked on you, or maybe was a bully? Now, can you imagine if 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 that was true? If you went back to your maybe your junior high days or elementary days, and like let's say uh, Manny Pacquiao, y'all know who Manny Pacquiao is? Muhammad Ali uh, came over to you and said, uh, "Hey, listen, anytime somebody picks on you, I'm going to be in your corner. You don't have to worry." Now, do you th- would that change? Would that change the way you felt about the bully? And absolutely. hey listen I mean you might mess with me but Manny Pacquiao is going to take you out I'm not worried about it well not that Jesus is looking to take anybody out but as we live in life and we have stuff that happens to us so you know I'm I'm not worried about it because Jesus is in my corner and he's going to take care of everything you see our first response when things happen to us should not be worry our first response should be verse number 33 where Jesus said seek ye first the kingdom of God he said, well, that sounds great. What does that mean? Okay, when you worry, let me encourage you to look into God's word and look at his promises. You worried about, you, you worried about your, your life, about your health, about loved ones who are dying? Look into scripture and see what Jesus has to say about death and about life in him you worried about your children whenever they wander away from the path of righteousness. Let me encourage you to look at the promises of God. Let me encourage you to pray for your children and claim your children for God. Now, does this mean that everything is going to turn out peachy king for us? It doesn't. It, not necessarily. But it will in the end. It will in the end. Philippians 1.6 says, He who began a good work in you, will complete it into the day of Christ. Okay, here's the question. Do you believe that? If you're a believer, I mean, do you believe that? Will you trust that? Will you trust Jesus to be true to what he teaches us in Scripture? Now, worry is a battle that all of us are going to deal with at one time or another. But as believers, we don't have to live under the weight of worry. Why is that? Three simple reasons. Because of who our master is, because of who our father is, and because of who our faith is in. What does Jesus say about worry? He don't do it. Now, we do it. And in this life, there are worries that we have. But when you worry, you cast your worries upon God and let him carry them. First Peter 5, 7. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you.